Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, it's Bethany Frankel, and I trust my skin with Schick Hydrosilk. Forget the old razors in your shower. This is what you need to get your hands on. Their sensitive razor is dermatologist tested with a HydroBoost serum that protects your skin for the smoothest finish you've ever felt. The five curve sensing blades give a close and comfortable shave. So why settle for a basic razor or just average results? For the expert shave you deserve, look for Schick Hydrosilk's beautiful new blue packaging in store or online at Walmart, Target, or Amazon. And visit Schick.com to see Hydrosilk's entire expert-level care portfolio. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. What's up? How are you? Good. Um, I was remembering, and I do always do my best thinking when I'm shaving my legs, walking <sighs> in Capri and walking right past you and my husband noticing you before me and going, are you going to say anything? I'm like, no, she's on vacation. Like, I'm not going to fucking bug her. But he got so excited because he knew who you were. Right That's so funny. But wait, didn't you say something? I, feel I like- think I, I, I DM'd you. And I was like, I just. Oh, because I was like, you, it sounds familiar. I followed you and like you were doing something. Uh, you posted something. I go, I just walked by you. Oh, that's so funny. I, like, I vaguely remember. I was like, wait, did I see them, though? Yeah. Um, well, it's nice to kind of meet you. I feel like no. I know you because, uh, you. you know, we have both we share a publicist, which I didn't know until recently, but I still feel like felt like I know you before. Um, but now I've read a bit about you. And um, I yeah, I feel like I've been through a fair amount in my life uh, personally and. I was really moved by like Aww. your st- story. No, you've been through a lot of traumatic <laughs> stuff. Like you yeah. really have. And so there's a lot to to discuss. Um, and, you know, I don't think you've had so many different lives. So you, you, you got into sports. You intentionally went into sports. That's what you wanted to do. So yeah. why did you, why were you so passionate about diving into sports as a woman? And where did that come from in your childhood, et cetera? I think it's just daddy stuff, right? My mom was a school teacher. She's retired now, elementary school teacher during the day. So my dad had me before he went and did the six o'clock and 11 o'clock newscast. And they kind of traded us off. Um, You know, my dad took care of us during the day. And then when my mom came home, he went. And that was kind of his time. Like he he told us all about teams. He told me all about, you know, the storylines. He's a investigative reporter. So he's really good with storytelling. And he would make these guys and these coaches and these organizations sound like my friends and kind of like I thought of you, you know, on the New York housewives, I was like, she's my best friend. I just saw her, (laughs) you know? So, um, my, when I started to meet them and kind of like how I, you know, would talk to you over Instagram, even though, you know, 
I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'd be like, oh my God, I love you or great outfit. Or, I right, right, right. You'd think that they were your good friends. So I would start to meet these people in real life and tell them my stories about growing up and, and uh, learning about them. And they'd be like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, but this was my life with you. So yeah, that's because of my dad. He was such a great storyteller. And um, yeah, it was my favorite thing to learn about. And how many other women were your peers in that space? Were there other women coming up? Yeah, in NFL, there were a ton. In NBA, there were a ton. But let's, I mean, now there's a lot more than there are at that time, right? Or than there were, I guess. And are you friends with a lot of the other women in this space? It's it's pretty, I mean, I, I am friends. I My best friend who I do a podcast with, Carissa Thompson, you know, we're very tight. I am friends yes. with other women. The ones that I grew up admiring, you know, I am friends with. But it's, it's a competitive, competitive industry. It really is for the females, which is sad. Um, at Fox, we have a really great group. The girls are awesome. And we all get together once a year. Um, and we, you know, kind of all tell stories and talk about things and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's cutthroat. It is. Wow. Well, so is uh, brought news for women. Like, that's oh, one yeah. of the... It is. You know, oh, yeah, my God. Especially, like, sort of the hybrid entertainment morning talk oh, show yeah. news. Like, I know all of the women, and it's shocking, the stories. Like, remember when they had that sh- that movie or that documentary about late night wars like yeah there there's a female morning war that no one really talks about it's fascinating now um, okay, i'm not going to interview you but i am going to ask you do you know if it's in our network are we fighting in network too because yeah all yeah like, it's inner and ex- it's inner it's external it yeah of course yes yes both it's it's complete hunger games all across every aspect of it yeah. it's just like every woman for themselves let's hope you she know? falls during the weekend so i can do the hurricane i mean yeah. yeah exactly like kind yeah. of or why well, there's a there's a lot of housewife stuff why is this person getting this and i'm not yeah. getting this etc so it's uh yeah. very interesting yeah but it makes it makes perfect sense to be honest it is it's oh, yeah. tough and there aren't that many seats so you got you know you have to kill somebody to get a seat <laughs> Um, and that's the way it is. It's not show it friends, is. it's show business. So there it is. Listen, when I had my cervix cut out and I was wearing, I've been very open about this. And there's nothing like an 18 hour protection pad with wings on the sidelines as you're covering yes. Green Bay, Dallas. And you know, you're wearing these form fitted jeans, but a long coat to hide it all. I, there was no way in hell. And my doctor didn't know a thing about football. And he was like, so you're going to stay off your feet for a week and a half. And I was like, no, I'm actually on a plane tomorrow. Am I going to die of, you know, whatever, like a blood clot or something? Yeah. He's like, I, I wouldn't be on your feet. And I was like, no, no, I, I have to be on your feet. And so I did. And people, one of those bitches will take my spot. Like, it's, Well, I mean, you just, you can't, you can't. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And who's the guy who was a Drew Bledsoe? Who's the guy? You're Bledsoe. Good. Yeah. You're a Patriots fan. Yeah. Is that is that crazy? So I can't believe oh. I knew that. It's only because Paul, my fiance, his father's best friends with uh, Robert Kraft for thirty years, and so I don't know why He's I know that story. Terrific, by the way. I mean, I'm sure your fiance does, but Mr. Kraft, have you ever like smells ever said, terrific? What are you wearing? Stop! Yeah. I got. What did he say? What was he wearing? Um, God, what was he wearing? Uh, no, I was going to make a joke, Jakar. No, I'm kidding. Uh, what was he wearing? I'm going to look. You'll it think up. about it. It'll it come up. Fantastic. That's hilarious. Magari. What? Wait, how do you say it? Is it Bulgari? How do you say it? Oh, bu- uh, it. Bul- Bulgari. Bulgari. Yeah. But it, yeah, Bulgari. Sure. It could be either. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Capri, Capri. 
<laughs> you know, where where we saw each other, where you saw me. Exactly. Hey, it's Bethany. If there is one thing I want right in my day, it's my everything shower. And I can't do that without my Hydro Silk Sensitive Razor. What do I mean? The Hydro Silk Sensitive Razor has elevated my shave game, giving me incredibly smooth results. Guys, it's been a game changer for my legs and underarms because it's five curve sensing blades contours to my body perfectly, while the Hydro Boost Serum hydrates and protects my skin with aloe and chamomile. Believe me, you are going to get expert level smooth. Ladies, we cannot forget the bikini area with the Chic Hydro Silk Trim Style. It's a trimmer on one side and a hydrating razor on the other. You can shave or trim. It is totally customizable to you. Listen, I do not ever skimp on beauty, so why would I settle for a basic razor or just average results? Try Chic Hydro Silk to get the expert care we all deserve. Look for Chic Hydro Silk's beautiful new packaging in-store or online at Walmart, Target, or Amazon, and visit Chic.com to see Hydro Silk's entire portfolio. Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, so you have this career in um, sports that's consistent. It's successful. Yeah. To me... The first time I knew of you was your scandal, was yeah. your people scandal, because I was seeing it every day in the news. And then you got this big settlement. And uh, and can we can we just discuss that? Like oh. the, the taboo of that's your it's not actually that it's not. You talked about Pamela Anderson and how the sex tape with her and Tommy Lee got out and how you kind of watched her oh my God, film and. And you were bawling and you you identify with that. So I can't say it's your Kim Kardashian moment because yeah. it's kind of well known that that was a produced, put out there film and yours was a wow. people and it wasn't. But what do you think about that? Well, first of all, I, you know, I think if that had happened now, it would have been received much differently. Um, that was Ooh. before Me Too. That was before, you know, shaming. That was before any of the bullying. Um, that was before all of that. And the day that that broke and was purchased or put by a website um, that Hulk Hogan coincidentally ended up suing and getting a lot of money for what happened to him. Oh, I remember with that Larry, that locker, yeah, that, that lawyer. It was this, well, so it yes. was this locker site. So they're the same ones that did it to me. So or, what happened was 
he tried selling it, first of all, to TMZ, which is really an unbelievable story. Harvey Levin saw it right away and was like, we don't we don't get into the business of this. Thank you, Harvey Levin. Um, more on that after the break. So then what he did was he put it up on a site that was in Europe. We had no jurisdiction on it. We couldn't get it down, oh. which is fucked. So then from there... Um, because there is no Europe. The internet is the internet. What's right, Europe? You're right. I shouldn't even say Europe. It's just... You know what I mean? What's your jurisdiction? And this also before Bethany was before because my, um, the guys on my, I love them, my FBI team went on to work with this as well. When all the photos of the actresses started leaking out, I forgot who that was or what, who did that. People knew like in their vacations and and stuff, right? Phones were being hacked and all that stuff. Yes. Okay. Wow. All of this. So I was kind of the first one. So then this website that was kind of tracking my career and every little thing I do. Hey, she's eating a Cuban sandwich for a Miami game. It looks phallic. Let's put it up. You know, shit like that. They're the ones that decided one day, let's put it up. And they shouldn't have. It's a felony. You can't do that. And I... Yeah. So anyways, they put it up. My life blows up. I start getting calls. I have it, have a meltdown. I never in a million years thought I had a stalker. All the things. Well, let's go through it. Let's go. So yeah. first of all, you don't even know what this is. This has never happened before. You yeah. haven't really heard of this. I mean, no, there can be no invalidation of like, oh, my God, you're just yeah. violated and exposed and like embarrassed. And I mean, I can't. What was yeah. that part like? Oh, it was awful. I mean, I'm not someone that whatever. And there's nothing wrong with people that do do that and want to be photographed. But that is the complete opposite of me. I am very like, I'm good. I, you know, have stretch marks. I'm fine. I don't need it out there. So that was the complete opposite. I found my point um, because this was before me too, bullying, shaming, all the things. This was put on the front pages of everything, my naked body. I mean, and it said scandal. And it was anything but a scandal. A I, violation. Right. Violation. It was a crime. But it was looked at as I did this to further my career. Wow. And it was fucked up. And it yes. was damaging. And it has caused a lot of PTSD, a lot of which I should still go to therapy for, and I promise I, I will. But I just for so long, I already had a chip on my shoulder, right? I was a female in the industry. I was trying yes. to belong. Um, I didn't play, but listen, I wanted to dress nice, have hair extensions, not wear oversized shit, like work out. You're trying it. to ride the line, not being too yeah. hot, but not like, yeah, you were trying to be, you are attractive. So it's okay to be attractive in sports. But I, like, I wanted to change things a little bit in my own yeah. way. You can care about the way you look, do your nails, do your hair, dye your hair, and still know the X's and O's with the guys. It's right. okay. Right. Um, you don't have to be ashamed of that. Now I was dealing with a whole new layer in terms of, here's my body. People think I did this to get an edge, to get oh, an And it was God. the exact opposite. And the worst part of it was, is that we still had to stay quiet. Well, first of all, we had to convince authorities that this wasn't a scandal that this really happened to me. I had to, I was brought down to California. I was living in Atlanta at the time. I was brought down to California. And also because this happened in so many places. And also because the internet, because the laws weren't keeping up with how fast the internet was growing. There were no laws for this. I get get it. What do you mean? That's what's going on in reality TV right now. I fully get it. You couldn't believe that it was mayhem. And then it happened to you. Mm -hmm. But what I'm struck by is that the very thing you were fighting in sports 
that industry was all washed away in a day. Like you just did all this work to be this credible person that has the knowledge to then be like objectified without your choice. And it's also striking me that even when I say it made you more well-known, et cetera, but it only made you more well-known because you fought it. Like you took it to the next level. You could have just been, uh, you know, an anecdote of it happened to you, but, and you just let it go, but you kind of really fought it. So you getting the settlement and you fighting for your rights is kind of probably way more why it made you so much bigger. Yeah. I, I I think it actually, I mean, I had been kind of a a male, I had a male audience, right. I had a male following and then, you know, I, I get brought up and I get put on this jury st- or, you know, on this stand in court and people hadn't seen me cry. I'm breaking out in a massive heat rash because I have com- massive anxiety. My parents are falling apart in court. Um, they are showing the jury the video and I am beyond mortified. I mean, right. my dad is like covering up windows and making sure like, because my dad worked in the industry, making sure television cameras were unplugged because we the case was being put on live and uh, on television. My dad didn't want it back out um, as my... I went through, and I don't know what you, how you are. I was talking to Brooke Shields about this. When things are traumatic in my life, I go through a really glazed over period where I'm there, but I'm not there. And I'm so lucky I've had amazing lawyers, my parents to kind of deal because I kind of go out of body and I'm like, I'm here, but I'm not here. Mm-hmm. I didn't really pay attention to all the fact finding in the court, in my, my case. I knew that the hotel let him in. I knew that they fucking lied about letting him in all the things. And, you know, my, my lawyer, you know, came out and, and proved it and was amazing about it. But when you sit there and you listen to the closing remarks, I sat next to one of um, my, my lawyers and the, obviously the other one was doing it. And he was a little, like, he was just awesome. He was just going and going and going and yeah. blow, blow of all the evidence that they had and what this did to me and, and how unsafe this hotel was. And I just, I started to feel like I was going to pass out. And I look, I said to my lawyer, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. And he's like, too much. It was too much information. It was too much. And I'd been glazed over and he's like, you can't pass out. You can't pass out. So I just started thinking, I I started going through numbers of jersey numbers of players. I was like, three, Russell Wilson, four, Brett Favre, five, Trey, like I just had, it was my only way, but it was, yeah, it was amazing. And that was the moment I think when women started seeing like all the shit I had been through and and even the side was saying her career got better. She got better because of it. She made more money. She got more exposure. It's like, dude, come on. I will live with this PTSD for, are you insane? Yes. Yes. But part of me is like, good, you, you're more successful. You fought because I've fought for things that are really hard to wow. fight for. And I get that. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you know, good for you. Like, I mean, not good for you that it happened to you. Right. It's horrific. But you got I watched and I obviously didn't know the day that it happened to you. I wasn't yeah. it wasn't on my radar, but I watched as a woman. And you're right. The reason you're on my radar is because I was like, wow. And I, I only thought of it as a violation. I didn't think about any of that other stuff, but I just know it was the first time I knew of you. So there's something that needs to be, you know, discussed when you discuss that kind of thing, because it's reality and it doesn't make it any better. I've been known for a disgusting divorce. Doesn't mean that that's positive, even if you win the the argument. Yeah, I felt so bad for you, by the way. I I loved you through the whole thing. Well, let me ask you a question from inception, from the moment that that happened to you to it being completed, how long was that period? From, oh, the court case? No, from the, here's the day this happened to me, my life is over, 
to the court case is finalized. Like I'm free and I fought for something and I won. It was probably uh, 2009 that happened to me. We didn't go to court till 16. Yeah, it was. That's what people don't realize. So, it's like, so that's what people long. don't realize. Yeah. So, so not until 16 did you feel free. So seven yeah. years of your life was torment. And then 16, because I get that. I really, that's yeah. what people don't get. They think, oh, this happened to her. She's famous. Right. Here we go. It was, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, that's oh, what <laughs> seven years of your life. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, so you were not married at that time. You got married after. No, we were dating. And that was always something when I was getting ready to date a guy. Oh, yeah, there's this video of me on the Internet. This is what happened. Oh, oh. He's in jail. just a heads up. If you see this guy. Right. You know? um, so, yeah, so we were. We were dating, we were, um, yeah. And then I swear to God, like five months later, I got diagnosed with cervical cancer. My dad got diagnosed with prostate right after too. After the trial? No, my dad, after trial, I got cervical. My dad, right after my incident, a couple months after my incident came out, uh, the you know, stalker video came out, my dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And people don't think like this from stress on your body. I was just gonna say. Wild. Wild. Yeah. You, you, you have a, you think, and there are there studies or are you just, no one can. Oh my God. Can, I think there's so many. I mean, let me put my saying that's, my no, that's stress related brings it out. Right. Brings it Real. out of you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, I know. It was kind of like, didn't 2017, I was diagnosed three weeks into the football season. It was like a new year. I was so excited. We had this Super Bowl court case behind me. Like, here we go. Yeah. And it was just like, holy crap. Seriously. Yeah. And so what is cervical cancer? What is the process? What is the road to recovery? What What is that journey? So with cervical cancer and not to get, you know, on my high horse, you shouldn't be dying of it because women should go and get checked. And that was the one thing that was so crazy about being so vocal about it. So many women don't go to the doctor when, for a yearly exam, for their annual, right? That's why it's called an annual. And I've always been really good about it. My mom right before school was already like, let's go to the dentist. So you're going to get your physical. You know, now it's like gyno hair extension, you know, like all that crap you right. do before your, for my, the season starts. So I was always really good about getting my annual. And that's why when I got it and I got a call on a Saturday of all places, as I'm getting ready to do giants Eagles, my guy knows like, we have a really, this is a really bad test. Like you have these cancer cells all over. We have to do a hysterectomy now. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And that's where I was really wrong with all of it is that I jumped into things and I jumped into a really aggressive surgery. I should have gotten a second opinion. That's my one thing I'll say about healthcare. If people are dealing with stuff, if you can get a second opinion, please do it. But with cervical cancer, you should just, you you shouldn't die of it. People And people are, which is wild. You need to go to the doctor every single year and get checked out. And then when, because- You're I saying go to, your, go to your regular gyno. doctor yeah. and your guy now. Yeah. You're saying go do your regular doctor. Your regular Yep. And all it was, was, you know, an exam and she saw cancer cells, but she was so worried because there was a good amount of it that she felt like in order to save, you know, well, she wasn't even talking about that. She was saying, let's get a hysterectomy, which I, which I shouldn't have even thought of. Um, so I went and I had a very aggressive surgery. I should have gone to an oncologist. She took out way too much, but unfortunately, in other areas, the cancer went past the mar margin. So I had to get two surgeries all during the football season. That sounds traumatic. It was awful. That sounds that sounds traumatic coming off of what you came off of, and 
And you still weren't married at that time? We weren't married. We I had been freezing my eggs just because I didn't know when we were thinking about getting married or having kids. And I knew that if we couldn't clear up, you know, what I had through basically removing my cervix, that the next step was going to be a hysterectomy. So it was a lot to swallow for a guy who we weren't even engaged. I, I was going there. Oncologist with his girlfriend. And they're like, um, you may want to start talking about having kids. I'm like, we don't even have like, we're not even uh, talking about getting married. It was a lot. Uh, How long had you been together at that point? We had been together probably six years. So we knew we were going to get married. We just were, you know, coasting. But you were younger. He was so and he was an amazing support. It sounds like he really just was through all of it. Yeah, that's kind of the stuff, you know, that gets unsexy as you get older that you really want in a partner. (laughs) Yeah, You know, like it's not it's not that hot. It's not the person that's the most fun and gives the best toasts and is a great dancer and is like, (laughs) you know, is really fun. It's yeah. kind of like you're ride or die because yeah. we're all getting older. And that's that's not that your husband isn't sexy and amazing and fun because it sounds like yeah, we're getting yeah. to the story where you guys were out getting wasted before you found out you were going to have a baby. But yeah. but I just think that's that's really interesting. And so then so then you get married and you want to have children and not being able to have children. The natural way was never a conversation. It was something that was in your family. It was not discussed no, we we tried, um, but because I basically had most of my cervix removed, there was nothing to hold the baby in. I mean, we went to high risk doctors and so forth, and and those are fun. Um, those are really really fun appointments to have. But they basically mm-hmm. told me because you don't have much to carry this baby because a, a, a lot had been removed due to my surgery. That if say I'm in Green Bay and I go into early labor, they're like you're you're staying in Green Bay for nine months what I can't <laughs> where at the, you know, where am I staying? Right, so, um, right. Yeah. I mean, they even talked I'm you're well aware of things like this, stitching the baby in and all that. And just for my lifestyle and just for trying to have a healthy baby after everything I had gone through, we were like, this isn't going to work. I mean, and we had tried, we had tried to get pregnant. We had tried all that. Yeah. You know, if I get pregnant, I'll make it work. It doesn't matter if I go into early labor, I'll, you know, crush oh. it. But I just couldn't get pregnant. It's too scary. Well, and but also you're saying that the surgery that you had as a result of your cervical cancer, it could have been avoided. And then so when you were having problems having kids, you were thinking back to that surgery and how yeah. everything's a domino effect. So had that gone differently. Yeah. So you go from a peephole scandal into yeah. cancer, into a surgery that you feel was unnecessary that led to infertility. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Like that. Oh, I read this. There are some good things. I swear. No, we're getting there. We're getting. Sorry, everybody, for this movie. But we're, I didn't write it. But I read your piece in Glamour magazine. I was actually crying in the car oh, when happening. because you, you guys felt so traumatized. And you were saying that, you know, you'd be on the field and running to go take the injections. And uh, so you go through an IVF journey. So. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? And I also want to hear how your community and sports was about this foreign topic in this world of men yeah. with you going off doing, you know, injections and things like that. Mm-hmm. And your husband's not there with you. Yeah. So I did nine years of IVF and a lot of that was just, I mean, I still thought at the time I'm going to power through, I'm going to be able to carry this kid, um, but I couldn't even get pregnant. And then on top of it, I don't know. Did you do IVF, Bethany? I didn't. Oh, okay. Um, I just couldn't cr- uh, produce eggs. So it was, you know, these doctors are like, well, let's do another round. Let's do another round. And so I just, yeah, for nine years was like, let's go, let's go, let's, let's pump it out. And gosh, those drugs were fun. No. Well, 
how much did that journey cost, that IVF journey? Yeah, it costs a lot. I mean, I think around costs close to 30K each time. For te- each year? No, each each round of IVF. How, and how often, how many rounds do you have to do? I did nine. Oh, nine total. You did nine rounds. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, that's a for- fortune for, for yeah. most people. So you did nine rounds. And then how defeated are you? Because during those rounds, you're feeling disgust, you're feeling horrible. Awful. You're feeling horrible. You're already hormonal because of everything you're pumping in you. And you have to go to your partner and tell them that you just got a phone call that said none of them were viable. None of them worked. I mean, you feel, yeah, you feel awful. Your body's changing because of the crap you're putting in your body. You're, you are basically convincing yourself it's not going to work. Then you get the call that it doesn't work. Then you're trying to, it's like this, you're trying to psych yourself up. Okay. You know what? This time they're going to get the drugs right. right. My body's going to, yeah, it's a mess. It's crazy. You get like this false hope and then you get crashed down lower and then you have to get excited again. I've heard this. And I'm a real you, good time to date, you know? Apparently, I'm it just It sounds, like, <laughs> your dating profile, my, my dating profile said one sentence, only had no information, nothing besides, I only sweat the small stuff. Ooh. Yours could be like, I've got a whole got a fucking of things. trunk of shit here. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I've come with a lot of, come with a lot of uh, lugage, but who doesn't? No. Um, so- did you feel I've heard women say that they feel flawed and damaged, like in self-conscious with their partner, like, oh, you could have been with someone who could yeah. have given like, did you go through all that or no? Oh, yeah. You could have been with some young 20 year old that, you know, is just pumping out kids left and right. You don't have to spend all this money. You don't have to wait 10 days to get the results. And it's bad news. Oh, yeah. Oh, all, all of it. You got the like I said, you know, one of our lowest points, I think it was like our third round that we did. And he was trying. To, and again, we're not married. We're engaged. This guy doesn't have to or no, we're not engaged. This guy doesn't have to stick around. Wow. And I um, you're so you can't work out. You can't drink, which are you can't have, you know, any physical activity with your partner um, because you so, can't. You, no, sex, no drinking. No, wow. no drinking. Yeah. Yeah. And and so working out is the only way I get through things. And then you add a cocktail, please God. Yes. But you you take away all those things. Oh my God. Wow. What a treat this girl is. So, (laughs) um, I I go to take a walk because that's the only thing you can do. And you, you got to eat because you, you know, you have to stay nourished and you want things, but you don't want to eat because you're like, I can't friggin' work out. I feel like crap. He makes me a smoothie and I was like, just don't put peanut butter in it. Like, I just don't put peanut butter in it. We almost break up. I said, do not. And he's like, Aaron, I can't do this. Like, you're. Fuck you. Fuck you for putting peanut butter, you asshole. The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. It's terrible. He sounds terrible. He should have put that on his dating profile. Shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. What a moron. He is so unsupportive. That is weird. You should give him my number. He should come on here and talk about what his place of wounding is. Oh, God. Hey, it's Bethany. If there is one thing I want right in my day, it's my everything shower. And I can't do that without my Hydro Silk Sensitive Razor. What do I mean? The Hydro Silk Sensitive Razor has elevated my shave game, giving me incredibly smooth results. Guys, it's been a game changer for my legs and underarms because it's five curve sensing blades contours to my body perfectly, while the Hydro Boost Serum hydrates and protects my skin with aloe and chamomile. Believe me, you are going to get expert level smooth. Ladies, we cannot forget the bikini area with the Chic Hydro Silk Trim Style. It's a trimmer on one side and a hydrating razor on the other. You can shave or trim. It is totally customizable to you. 
Listen, I do not ever skimp on beauty, so why would I settle for a basic razor or just average results? Try Schick Hydro Silk to get the expert care we all deserve. Look for Schick Hydro Silk's beautiful new packaging in-store or online at Walmart, Target, or Amazon, and visit Schick.com to see Hydro Silk's entire portfolio. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. It's lying dormant, waiting, and it could reactivate at any time. And while not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful, blistering rash that can last for weeks. Think you're not at risk for shingles? It's time to wake up, because shingles could wake up in you. If you're over 50, talk to your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so you go through IVF, you look at each other, you're like, we're not, we're done doing this. Now, what's next on the menu? What's next on the menu was we were like, are we going to try? Are we going to, you know, transfer one in me and see if it works and if I can carry it? It was just too much risk because I didn't have much in the bank um, in terms of embryos. So finally, 2020 Easter, we're all locked down. We're all miserable. We're alone. Normally, we go to our friend's house and celebrate with them and their kids. And it was just like, what are we doing? This is we want a family. Why are we wasting time? So then the search was on um, to find the right group, to find the right surrogate, to figure out you know our family and surrogacy was something that you didn't really understand it just didn't seem like something was ever going to be for you and you had to kind of like open up the taboo and look look at it like what is that even you know in 2020 it was talked about but it was kind of like who really knows until you're in the thick of it even my best friends that were with me along this whole journey kind of still didn't understand because it's just not really talked about um it's just now you know starting to be the thing and people are saying hey i went to this not because i didn't want to get fat or because i want to miss time with my job because this is the way we were able to have a baby and um yeah once we got in it for, of course bethany it's never easy our first round we lost two um we twins yeah like you finally went to a direction that already seemed unknown and edgy for you and you know the all and now you lose two that sounded horrific awful and of course i didn't deal with it very well i was glazed over my husband was an absolute mess we also went into it super blind we thought listen this is gonna work like how could it not we have science on our side we have our doctor we have this great woman um more times than none it doesn't work and you're saying you went through nine months you went through the whole journey 
you thought we you were having babies and the and then ba- she lost the babies towards the end oh no 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 no! she didn't lose the babies towards the end no, oh. no, no. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah yeah no but we went into the whole thing with the surrogacy thinking it's gonna work like she's oh, like it's gonna happen right. you know so um that we were really blind about because we thought we had everything on our side and yeah it didn't and a lot more times than none it doesn't work so um we but it ended up leading us to this path and look like it was all worth it and yeah so you have a baby i have a baby you have an actual real baby like a real yeah (laughs) and you know what none of you people told all of us hoping to get babies at six weeks they wake up and they are wild. Like what happened to my cute little like newborn that was just like, he woke up and he was like, ah. What's his name? His name is Mac, M-A-C-K. And are you both helicoptering because you can't believe that you have this real baby after over a decade? I think I helicoptered more with my golden retriever because he was the firstborn than I am mm-hmm. with this one. Um, we're grateful to have awesome help. She's guiding us through this whole thing because I don't know crap. Um, so yeah, it's. I feel like I'm in school every single day learning. What's wrong? Or diaper change, burping. What's wrong with you? Well, the structure is your friend. The, the yeah. naps when the baby's napping is your friend and sticking to the schedule Yes. is really and that means like remember when you had a dog and every four hours you'd walk your dog but then yes. sometimes it became five but you still were sort of sticking to the four yes. with an extra hour but you had that like guideline that's how it was for me and it was great like the second that baby's down you are trying to run to get a manicure or lay down and watch yes. you cannot play games you cannot be online no. shopping you cannot time suck time is your only friend and those naps are your only friends that's the only yes. thing that i really remember yeah. Which it, it does. Everyone says it goes so quickly. So I won't say something so trite. Um, and How old were you, were you when you had Brent? I think I was like 38, yeah. 37, 38. Um, yeah. I think. I, I, so, or maybe I got pregnant then. I was 39. She's, I'm 52. She's 13. So yeah, no, 49. Yeah, I mean, 39. Um, it's really the most beautiful, amazing Aww. thing to put your life into. And what a beautiful gift for you both. Thank you. Um, and what was the choice to go? So what are people who are having a struggle having children? What's the menu? Like, are we going to do IVF? Are we going to adopt? Are we going to yeah. do surrogacy? Like, what's the menu and why choose X over Y? In terms of IVF? Oh, okay. Well, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, you're, you're yeah. a person and you're like, we're not either because of the male or the woman or the two women. We're not having kids naturally. It's not happening. Yeah. So, like, then what would you... Ad- advise the menu to be like how to make the choice and what's right for one person versus another you know with those those options i think obviously communication with your partner um in terms of do we want to do this listen i i'm not saying my my husband didn't want to but if my husband could have had a baby obviously i'm the same way naturally he would have um the coolest thing about this whole experience is our woman, our surrogate was lovely and watching my husband, who's from a small farm town in in Canada, didn't know much about IVF before he met me or any of those things, went into this journey like, I'll, I'll, I want a baby, I'll do whatever. And getting close with our surrogate and, you know, being like, yeah, no, this was a great experience to her leaving the hospital before us because she was in such great shape and we had to do all the tests with the baby to him shutting the door and hysterically bawling and being like, 
it's over. We're never going to see her again. And like, she's given us the great, he was a sobbing, emotional wreck and like, like all the best ways. And this is an alpha performer, professional athlete. Like, you know, he was feeling all the feels Bethany, and it was one of the coolest experiences ever. So you, I think the biggest thing is having that communication with your partner that, Hey, we can't do it this way. We need help. So when you get help, go to the meetings together, go and get the information together. My husband was there every step of the way on the meetings with the surrogates, talking to the, um, to the group that put us with the surrogate. Like he was on every email because he wanted to be a part of it. And I also think it was so important for him to feel all the feels, you know, you're pregnant. He couldn't be a part of that whole thing. So this is how he was doing it. I mean, there's a moment that they talk about after you deliver that they that psychologists say for closure it is great to give the baby to the surrogate after you've had him or her and give them a moment to say goodbye i mean they've carried this baby of course yeah and my husband was like yeah 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 like you know when does that happen and i was like i don't know we'll just follow along we'll like ask the nurses to help us and she has this baby. They're tending to her. We're loving on him. All of a sudden he takes his baby and he's like, here, here. And he's snapping pictures. And it's one of his favorite pictures to show everybody. He goes, this is our girl seeing him for the first time. I mean, my husband was so involved and so into it. It was, it couldn't have gone any better. So it was like a beautiful life yeah. experience, an evolution of a person who grew up on a farm that would not ever <laughs> touch this, this kind of scenario. Yeah. And it sounded to me like, when you said that he bawled, it was because he was fully invested. He was like tight and holding on like you were during that whole trial. And then you like collapsed after like he, you know, mm-hmm. was like, you know, and you're holding it all. You're like white knuckling through a whole yeah. thing. And then like that was the release. It's yeah. really wonderful. Yeah. And so obviously there are all these rules. So surrogates just are we people don't hear from them again. It's they're not in lives. It's just it's done. We, we've stayed in touch with ours where, you know, her birthday is this week and I'm trying to, you know, what do you give somebody that's carried your baby? Oh, we had such a wonderful relationship with ours and her family. And then, you know, her came, kids came to the hospital after, and we brought the baby in for the kids to meet him and stuff because they took care of him too. You know, they were there and wow. um, yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible. Yep. We, we stay in touch with our girl. We love her. And you think you will? Like, I feel like that was on This Is Us also. You you will, like, in the future, like, the surrogate can meet the child or that's too weird? Like, what are the rules and psychologists? I would do it. I, yeah. would do it. I think if, you know, it, and, and the cool thing is they leave that open for us as parents and, and the surrogate and so forth, you know, and I would do it. She's such a special individual. She's so caring. I mean, she has two kids that she's adopted on her own. She's, you know, she's... She's a full-blown angel. And so you're an advocate now for this. You're kind of really talking about it, spreading information and leaning in. You know, the whole thing going through it, and you mentioned the bills of IVF, and that's not even the bills of surrogacy. Every time we would get a bill, listen, we weren't being like, oh my God, this is just so expensive. I kept thinking, Jesus, how do people pay for this that aren't a professional athlete or sports You know what I mean? Like real people. And it's just... I just kept saying to the woman who, um, you know, set us up with our surrogate, who has this incredible um, company, 
this is bullshit. Like, how do people do this for LBGTQ community, for, you know, people that have suffered from cancer and mortgaged their future uh, because they're going through treatment and then are trying to have a baby on top of it. So I just, we've aligned ourselves with this group called Baby Quest, who actually, um, you know, my girl who has this surrogate company goes to a lot and they help give grants to people who are in need, whether it's IVF, whether it's to help them with surrogacy and so forth, because the insurance, let alone the money, let alone it's it's insane what they're charging people. They rake you over the coals, and that's a whole other thing that is, most people don't think about. Is, right? It is, and mm-hmm. I just think that surrogacy has been looked at as kind of like a luxury that people are doing it because you know it fits in with their schedule. They don't want right. to look, you know, they don't want to get fat or they don't want their body to change, and it's not. A lot of people right. are using it because they this is the way they can have a baby, and um, yeah, it's so freaking expensive. And I I want to kind of make I. I want to make a change here and start talking about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're pri- in some ways a private person, but you're leaning into something cause you didn't realize this whole yeah. space existed. Totally. Wow. So uh, I see the clothing behind you. Oh, sure. How is your business doing? It's good, but all I want to talk to you about is skinny girl. And I want, like, I mean, I, some of the best days are when old episodes are on and you're at the grocery store and you're begging people to try your stuff. And Bethany, I'm not, I'm not obviously as accomplished as you are and sitting where you are, you are goals. That's what I want to do. Biggest thing you learn from doing that company. Like if you could give somebody like me and I would attend a seminar about, you know, trying to become an entrepreneur, what are some of the things that you learned that you know I'm going through right now. Well, well, behind you, is that a licensing deal or that's you own that? So it's mine. I own it. But of course, to have, you know, we have some of the licenses. We go through some of the licenses for fanatics. That's where sports is a little tricky um, because then you you get it. You have to have a manufacturer, distributor, all the things. But yes, we own it. I'm saying you own 100% of that company? Who's we? Yes, yes. I own 100% of the company, but... Then when you sell, you know, NFL, they get a percentage and then your market. But they have the license. You yeah. have, you own, you own it. They, they license it. Right. You're like, I do have some of the licenses for some of the sports NFL. I do not, but you know what I'm saying? So if I sell their clothes, like if you have I to give them a royalty, you're paying them a royalty. Yes. That's what I'm yes. saying. They're like the licensee. You're paying them the yes. royalty. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. But that's bad. You all that's this is great because that's the one piece of advice I was going to give is that all these people I was just talking about this earlier on Housewives where everybody thinks they have businesses because they're selling handbags and clothes and hair and all this other shit. It's a licensing deal and they're not making real money. The reason that skinny girl was such a juggernaut was, yes, because I pushed it through, because I am relentless, because I'm organized, because all business is case law. And you have to look at all the other cases before that other people have done and that you've done and you have to know the temperature of the tides. But that was the one business that I knew was my ace in the hole. I had a feeling about it. So when asked, did I want to do licensing or equity? I did not know what either of those words even meant, but I asked for the definition of them. And I said, no, this one, I want skin in the game. I need to own this one. I don't want to do a licensing deal. And I've done licensing deals for a bunch of other things that I make a lot of money off of. 
but my shapewear, my salad dressing, my coffee, they weren't my ace in the hole. They were great ideas. They're great products, but it wasn't like, I'm going to start something that's going to, I've invented the skinny margarita, the first person ever in history to do this, then invent a category. So for that, I wanted to hold on to it. So you kind of have to know what things to hold on to, when to hold them and when to fold them. Everything's not a good idea. Everything's not your baby and you got to let go of things and hold on to things and you got to know what's what and what's not. How much of that world was dominated by men? Because mine is. Was Complete, your- every, I, I've decided that every, I didn't think about it. I didn't know it. I'd walked yeah. into, the first time I walked into a liquor store to do a signing, I was like, holy shit, what was I thinking? Why did I go into this? I hadn't succeeded yet. I was like, I would never have gone into this if I knew it was so competitive. But every nah. person I dealt with was a man. And before Skinny Girl, no one had ever marketed alcohol to women. So women weren't drinking tequila before Skinny Girl, clear tequila, all that drink. The Skinny Margarita changed the entire industry for celebrities jumping into alcohol, for low calorie, for those ready to drink cans. I cracked through, but I did not think about it as a man's business because I didn't even know to think about it. So I'm like an ignorance is bliss type of person. I just plow through and be better than the men, not unlike yourself. So yes, it's a man's business, but- it is what it is. Yeah. I didn't think about it being a man's business until I had to sit in these meetings and try to convince men that women needed an option in team apparel. I was like, listen to me. There's no, I mean, there is, it's a, there's a massive white space. And I said, if you want the pink and bedazzled sure it's there, but I, that's not me. Right. I'm a boy. Like I need like the, you know, my base items. I need those items. And I, I, you know, I also the fashion needs to evolve every single year. Like it does for real life clothing. And, um, yeah, it's been it's been really really interesting. I you are like I said, goals not to fangirl, but I remember the old townhome you had that was like the skinny girl headquarters. Oh. I bought a house because of you. I bought a house, <laughs> and this is our headquarters. Like I That's- wanted the brick wall that you had in the back, and all like the fun things when you would show up. Like I mean, we have concrete and stuff like that, but this was because of you, you. wanted a space. Yeah, the thing yeah. I would say about those me, I think what I do with everything is I show them before they believe it. So I talk is cheap. Like I said that I knew that I had this guest yeah. and I knew it was going to break the internet and everyone, no one's listening exactly. to me. No one around right. me is listening. Thank you. No one is listening to me around me. No, some people care about it, but other people are like, she's not going to be smart. Some, you know, some people are like, it's not going to rain on YouTube. I, no one's going to care about, and I just do my own thing. Like, I'm like, we're doing this. Yeah. We're leaning all into this. I know. Or anything. And then the numbers don't lie. So you have to find the right people to be wearing it, to be influencing it, to be pushing it through. And then the numbers don't, you have the numbers. That's why right. I got paid $7,250 for housewives. Don't worry. Put me up. Put me in, coach. You put me in. I'm going to get the numbers later. So I never worry about the money. The money always comes. And every multi-billion billionaire mogul that I've had on Just Be that has been really successful has said that they've never been motivated by the money. The money comes because of the passion and the drive. So don't worry about the conference rooms and the men understanding. You'll show them the numbers. They understand numbers. The men understand the numbers. So get the numbers to happen and then show them the numbers and then it will follow, you know, it will be a circular reference. Yeah. God, I love it. You're amazing. Awesome. I just want Thank to drink you. with you. How many people say that? You and Oprah were always the people I'm like, I just want to drink with them. I would love that you said people I say it on the street, but no, not enough people say it. But thank you. I think a lot. Yeah. And people say, I, you know, I want to be your best friend and things like that. And um, but I appreciate it. I love it. I didn't I wouldn't have thought that you would ever say that to me. I, I, I am so insular that I don't even know. 
that people that there are some people that like me. <laughs> no, I obsess all of well, it. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, you're amazing. And I'm so glad that we did this because it made me really read about you. And I'm I'm really happy that you're, you know, knock wood on the other side of all of this and that you get to just live and enjoy. So now you get to focus on your baby behind you, which is the business and your real baby and watch it fly. One talks back and spits. Oh, he doesn't talk back yet, but he will. He spits up. And then this one, I just, you know. Of I want to sit up boy. all over men. Here, take this. Come on. Yes. Wait, Stephanie, I want to know what's next for you. Like, it's just, you are so fascinating. I, I have to say that, like, I plan nothing. I mean, yeah, Jill will tell you, no. I plan, I plan, I plan nothing. I don't want to do it. I want to do nothing. That's what's ironic. I just can't help myself because I think of things and then I get everybody on board and make everybody have to execute it. Or I'm screwing around with makeup videos that everyone thinks I'm doing yes, a lot. Yeah, but I'm, it's for, it's for not. It. There's no goal. I have no goal in television. I have no goal in anything. I just do. And then everybody's trying to figure out like, oh, she's starting a beauty line or oh, she's doing this reality reckoning because she's starting a network. I'm not doing anything. I'm just screwing around, but it's time consuming screwing around. So I have no goals and no plans. Um, I have a new line called Forever Young, which is amazing, Rosé. You'll love it. It's beautiful. It's it's amazing. And then I have my mocktails, mingle mocktails, which are outrageous. But if you're breastfeeding, we should send you some. They're amazing. Are you breastfeeding? I didn't have the baby. So, oh, right. Oh my God, that's so, so, that's how much I think it's your baby. That's, that's okay. so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. I can't the believe I said that. Thing you're I doing forgot. Is incredible. It's like my must see. Like I don't care what I'm doing. I could be sitting college or a college coach. I could be sitting with an NFL coach. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, because I want to see if the shit I'm spending money on is worth it and what it's the not. Is. It's not today. I'm, I just did another video because I stopped. I can't believe I just told you to drink mingle because you forever breastfeeding when we just spent an hour talking about I that's so crazy maybe you just had a glass of your rosé who knows no I'm just thinking you have a baby and I'm thinking you're with the baby so you just had a baby so you can't drink I literally was thinking is she pumping that's so funny um so I'm not as smart as I I appear to be so I'll send you both both because you can mix the mocktails with alcohol well it was so amazing to talk to you um have a wonderful day and good luck with your baby and your business and your husband and i'm so happy for you yeah and enough of the uh the stories aaron because we get it you've been through shit no i know i'm not trying no it's not enough it's really no one knows most people don't know about all this stuff because i didn't know so i'm really happy i read about you no thanks yeah your stuff on instagram is amazing i love it so much you make me want to try all these bagels and shit that i never even thought about before i'm like oh my god i want to try this whipped cottage cheese yes yes Uh, well i'm I'm gonna do some more today because i i stop and then i get inspired like i'm inspired today to do some beauty ones because i've i got full it was too much crap and too much stuff and i think it's all bullshit so not until something jumps off the page am i now posting about it that's why like full disclosure, are you literally going to drugstores and picking out shit or are people just sending you that? It started out with me just doing it. And then I was like, oh, my God, Maybelline sent us lip gloss. And so be careful what you wish for. Wow. And then and now it's I have to make a rule to not go to the drugstore. And Paul's like, you'll get millions of views if you just walk into the drugstore. I'm like, I just can't have another thing in this house. I have to. Yeah. It's, so every day. I spend an hour of my day getting rid of stuff. I don't want it. Like I want, but I right. want to try it because yeah. it's here. So the person who owns that brand sent it to me. So I want to try it, but then I want to get yeah. the hell out of my house. So it's like, there's yeah. always a giveaway bin. There's always a shipping box. It's a whole circular thing. 
So yeah. not as much. But if I'm at work, get yeah. to like take some of it. I'm sure she, she does. Oh, yeah. She does. But I want to preserve her skin and I, I want to preserve her, you know, believing in the BS. So she gets stuff, but it's a treat. It's not like every day she's getting stuff because I'm I'm very careful with her about not being spoiled. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, Your dream. Amazing. Thank you. We'll talk ah. again soon. Bye. Thanks, Bethany. Thanks. Well, I was really moved by Aaron's story. I read about it this morning and just I was honestly just moved by what people go through. I mean, we all think about our own thing and something terrible happens to us. And then, you know, if you're a public person, uh, it seems bigger when it's not bigger than someone who's not public going through something like a miscarriage or cancer or a bad divorce or anything. And I was just moved by the back to back and that she's strong and that she was still going out on the field and what choice do you have? And I just, I'm just, just can't believe the strength of, of, of a strong woman. Like honestly, cervical cancer after a seven year peephole violation scandal into year, 10 years of trying to have a baby, 10 years of trying to have a baby. So through IVF and then surrogacy, I mean, God, give the woman the baby, man. Give her the damn baby. So she has the baby, and I'm so happy. She doesn't have cancer. She got awarded a settlement, and she has the baby. So I feel like I could sleep tonight. Great interview. Great woman. Excited. Buy her product. Buy her sportswear because she deserves it. Hey, Sarah. I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 